Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Good. How about you? Good. Good. I can say again. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say I can hear you really well. Oh, good. Um, so we should probably start with this by telling them a little bit about how we think we might have found the root of the recording issue, but we're not sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So this will be a test today to see if we break up, to see what happens. Because pretty much the other night um, around 1130, I woke up and realized all the power was off in my house. And I asked Mike, I'm like, is it the whole neighborhood? He said, no, it's just us. So I'm freaking out, you know, for different reasons. We call over the power company. They, oh my gosh, I'm sorry about Logan. (laughs) Two birds just flew up onto my window and landed on my window ledge just now. <laughs> oh, well, hi. hi yeah. Hi. Um, so long story short, they couldn't figure the problem out. They had to come dig a hole. And there was like a two to three foot piece of power line underground completely missing. Oh, my God. Like the dirt was the only thing carrying the current. Yeah is insane to me oh my gosh and now logan's gonna make all the noise today so this is gonna work very well (laughs) so tell them your theory behind that whole energy thing my theory when missy told me what had happened my theory is that the energy you know like the soil carrying the current of the electricity that was keeping her house powered from what missy said it was just the physical soil that was keeping the current going. So because everything is energy, what's and who is to say that that energy wasn't starting to leak up into her house and starting to cause some sort of interference right. in anything electronic. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a theory, but we shall see. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. If if it's not breaking up, it's going to be Logan that makes us break up today. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to try our best. We're recording separately today, you guys. So bear with us. Thanks for being patient with us. We, we try our best. <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about how you can recognize a different type of spirit in your space or how you can tell that there's a different spirit in your space. Oh my gosh, Missy, there's baby birds flying up to my big window. Oh, bless them. I am, my heart is melting. I mean, it's like a mama bird flying with these two little baby birds and she's like guiding them up to the window and then guiding them back to their nest. They're learning to fly. I was going to say, maybe it's like a sign for our little baby podcast that's about to soar. That's right. That's I love right. that. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about how different types of spirits will feel physically when they are in your space. So what do I mean by that? I mean that everything is energy. We know that anything that is matter vibrates at a particular frequency. So nothing rests. Everything is always in motion if it's energy. 
Um, and each spirit, when it's in your physical space, like in your auric field or in your house, when it's in close proximity to you, each spirit has a physical calling card that you will feel in your body when they're near your space. I've had students ask me um, like during Reiki classes about this, and they've always wanted some sort of example as to what I mean by that, about how something will make you feel physically if it's in your space. Um, you know, when people like say you're standing somewhere random, like you're standing in your house somewhere. And for you, Miss, say that randomly Mike walks up behind you, but doesn't announce himself. Do you feel him when he walks up behind you? Um, yes, at times. Yeah. So anytime somebody walks up behind you, we feel their auric field entering into our auric field as well. So that's why it gives you that kind of like buzzy, tingly sensation behind you that makes you want to turn around and look because it's those two energy fields interacting with one another. And it's signaling our bodies, telling us, hey, someone's standing behind you. Something that's alive is behind you, basically, right? Kind of like feeling like you're being watched. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so, but these different uh, physical sensations will be specific to you. But today, for the podcast purposes, we're going to be talking about how they feel when they're in my space. Um, so usually you want to figure out, um, if it's something that you're seeing, um, tangibly in front of you, usually spirits look like heat waves. If you've ever seen like heat waves rising off the pavement, how it has like that squiggly type of look to it. Spirit energy, usually when it's just forming in my space, will look like those heat waves kind of rising off of a particular area in my space. Um, usually if it's something that once I kind of try and feel into it, if it's something that I don't recognize, then usually I'll start going through a checklist in my head. I'll try and figure out if it's an intelligent, um, spirit or if it's some sort of energy, um, like residual energy or an energy imprint. Okay. Um, so energy imprints, you know, for places that have had large scale death in that particular area or something extremely traumatic happened there, whether that be a big storm came through and knocked out all of the property there and people lost, you know, their houses, all of their, you know, possessions. That can be an example of an energy imprint. Um, anywhere where there's been, you know, like a massive death that's happened, like Hiroshima. I'm sure Hiroshima has an energy imprint there. Um, we've also talked about uh, when the tsunami hit uh, in Japan many years ago. When was that? In like 2011 or something? Oh, man, I don't even know dates. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things that they started talking about after the tsunami um, taxi drivers started seeing all of these people, they would pick them up. Um, and when they would get into the car, they were soaking wet and they were asking to be taken to where the disaster site was. Um, and usually the address didn't exist anymore. By the time they would reach the place, the person would be gone. Um, right, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I have to wonder if it's an energy imprint from these people, you know, all of these people at once leaving, you know, the earth or if it's really an intelligent thing. 
Um, but that's what I usually do first. I usually go through a checklist in my head and see if it's actually an intelligent spirit. Um, so after I do that, I'll usually say, Hey, can you move to the right or to the left for me? And if the spirit moves, then I know that it's intelligent, that I can understand what I'm saying. Um, but if it doesn't move, if it just keeps doing what it's doing, um, most energy imprints kind of replay like a tape that's on repeat. Um, usually the spirits won't actually physically acknowledge you. Usually they're doing some sort of repetitive motion. Um, it could have been one of the last things they did in life um, before they passed. But it usually, bottom line, it just usually repeats over and over and over again. Okay. So if the spirit moves, then I usually ask it, okay, are you a light or a dark spirit? And usually judging by how that spirit is making me feel already, I'll already know the answer. But spirits, if you ask them that question, if you ask them, who are you? What are your intentions? And what type of spirit are you? They can absolutely lie. So that's something that, yeah, they can absolutely lie to your face. Um, I, I've discovered that very early on, they can tell you that they're one thing and they're actually something else. So that's why it's important to figure out how different spirits make you feel because their energy will never lie. If you have some sort of like low level spirit in your space, that's telling you that it's an angel, you're going to know it because it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel like doom or like a lot of fear Um, It might give you goosebumps or give you the chills. Um, Dark spirits will give you almost like this low gut feeling, almost like when you're going down a roller coaster, down a big dip and your stomach kind of flips. It'll give me like this stomach flip kind of low gut feeling. Um, Hold on. Here's my question for someone like me that gets very, anxious or worried easily (laughs) and scared (laughs) easily, (laughs) you know, that's what usually happens when I feel like, oh my gosh, what, there might be something around me or when I hear something. So how, how could I differentiate? I guess I just have to like take a minute, like try to not be scared. (laughs) Right. Well, and still that kind of thing still happens to me. Um, you know, if I'm really like, you know, busy or rushing around the house and I encounter something spiritually that I'm not expecting, I do still get those like heart pounding moments where I'm like, you know, holy crap, what is this? Um, So usually I have to connect with my breath, um, get still and go into meditation so that I can hear my guides better. Because if I'm flustered um, or anxious, I'm not hearing them as well as I need to be. Right. Um, So, yeah, so I think that with experience um, and time, once you get used to being around different types of spirits and recognizing that, that fear will dissipate, but it's always kind of there when you first encounter it. So it's not just you. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the different types of spirits. So there are light and there are dark spirits. Light spirits are... Some examples of those are like earth spirits, like fairies, gnomes, devas. And I'm sure some of y'all are like, okay, sure. Fairies exist. Yeah, right. That's a total, you know, fairy tale. I'm here to tell Mm -hmm. y'all. 
fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to tell you when I had my spiritual awakening and I first started seeing spirits, one of the first types of spirits that I started seeing were nature spirits. And I have uh-huh. to say head blew wide open when I saw nature devas. Um, there's, there's a spirit. <laughs> Poor little Logan. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, there's a different type of spirit for every living thing. That's whole purpose is to guard and make sure that that, that particular living being lives to its fullest amount. Um, and nature spirits are charged with taking care of whatever piece of nature that they've been given and assigned. So there are tree spirits, there are flower spirits. Um, anytime I see a tree, usually if I look at that tree long, I'll see a deva appear around the top of the tree. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, their whole purpose is to make sure that that tree lives to its fullest, you know, potential, that it stays safe. Um, and, you know, that it produces whatever benefit it has for the surrounding area. So our trees give us oxygen. Um, so that's one of the things that they're charged with. Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spirit hates us. They're like, oh, oh, you put out there that you think you found out the issue to your recording. JK blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I saw it pop up on my phone. It was like, you just finished recording. And I was like, y'all are killing me. <laughs> well, yeah, you, it's like all of a sudden you started breaking up and I was trying to say, Christina, I can't hear you. And I looked up and it was like, you've been disconnected. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> They were like, all right, y'all think that you know, we'll show you. <laughs> Did you clear your energy this morning or put a protective circle up before recording? Yes, I did. I did a whole thing. I was like, all right, calling in my family and calling in my spirit guides. I have to wonder if they just do this to mess with us. Well, it's, it's rude. And honestly, it makes us sound like amateurs. And maybe we are, but we're trying to be better than that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we really are trying, you guys. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's raining out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So signs that a spirit is in your space. If you have a sudden feeling of anxiety and you don't know what the source of that anxiety is, there could be a spirit in your space. Is that why I'm always anxious? Could be. <laughs> <laughs> they just surrounded me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, if you have a sudden tightness in your chest and spoiler alert, guys, obviously make sure that there is no physical, um, you know, illness or issues that's contributing to this. So obviously always go see your doctor, but if everything else has been excluded and you're feeling these things out of nowhere and you can't find the cause within yourself, then perhaps consider these things. So tightness on your chest, sudden trouble breathing or getting a good breath in, Suddenly feeling nausea or dizziness or feeling like your equilibrium all of a sudden is off. There could be a spirit in your space or that came very close to your space. You can see visions in meditation of people that you don't know. That's one way. Seeing repeating numbers and hearing voices or someone calling your name. Those are all signs that a spirit is in your space amongst many other things. But Right. So... 
All right. So the rest of light spirits. So we already talked about earth spirits like fairies, gnomes, and devas. I usually feel like a buzzing sensation or like a vibration sensation in my feet when there's an earth spirit in my space. Okay. Me. Um, family members that are crossed over. Um, usually I'll feel this feeling in my chest almost like, you know, that butterfly feeling that you get in your stomach. Yeah. I usually feel that in my chest if there's around. Yeah. Um, guides. Usually I feel, um, it's a similar sensation to when I have family around me. Um, I'll get that kind of excited feeling in my chest, but they feel more, um, more chill and not so in your face. Usually family members are very in your face and like, you got to tell them, Hey, take a couple of steps back. Your energy is a little bit intense for me. Right. Guides are similar in that way, but I don't usually feel like I have to tell them to take a step back. Their energy is more comfortable. Um, let's see. Angels. So regular angels, like guardian angels, feel very warm, almost like someone just came over and wrapped their arms around you, gave you a big hug. That's usually yeah. how I know that Amelia is close to my space. But archangels, because they're so big, and archangels I usually see like... Um, they almost look like giants. Um, usually I only see them from the chin down when I'm in my house because their head is just so much bigger and they're taller. Um, but usually because their vibration is so much higher than my own, um, I'll usually start feeling uh, almost like an adrenaline rush um, or almost like... Uh, like you took some meth? <laughs> I don't know because I've never taken me. Right. <laughs> um, me neither. But you know what I'm saying? Like you're like you're um drink too much Red Bull. Yeah, it's this very jittery, like adrenaline type rush type of feeling. Yes. I had that one time and you were like telling me what it was and you were like, ask them to take a step back. But yeah. I all of a sudden felt like I, I mean I was shaky. It was it was mm -hmm. crazy. Yes, and it will give you that that jittery shaky type of feeling. Usually that means that there's an archangel in your space. And here's why we feel like that. Um, because some of you might be saying, well, if it's a light spirit, then it should be a pleasant feeling that you're feeling. Usually because higher vibrational beings have such a higher vibration than we do, they have to lower their vibration in order to meet us halfway. Um, and we like as a medium, I Missy knows this, but for those of you who don't, usually before I do a mediumship reading, I have to exercise. I have to do a lot of stuff to get my vibration as high as I can so that I can hear them the best way that I can. If my vibration isn't as high as it should be, usually I can't hear them as well. Um, I'll get like bits and pieces that are correct. And then some of them, you know, it, it won't, you know, apply in the reading. So if I'm having an off reading, a lot of times I have to work on getting my vibration up higher. Um, but what we're feeling when we feel that uncomfortable, like jittery feeling is the difference in their vibration because they're so much higher. We feel that if they get too close to me in my space, sometimes I'll feel almost like there's a drum in my chest and I'll feel this like rhythmic drumming almost in my chest. So I'll have to tell them, like, Hey, yo, you got to back up. <laughs> I got to be able to breathe. So that's archangels. 
Um, ascended masters. So ascended masters are people like Jesus, uh, Buddha, uh, people who reached, you know, enlightenment within their lifetime. Um, and because they reached enlightenment within their lifetime, they no longer have to incarnate into the earth anymore. They can, if they want to, which is what Jesus did. He came down to, to basically help us off the wheel of karma from my understanding, at least. Um, but they come down here to give us like little tools, basically tools to help us over, you know, whatever hump that we're in, maybe to encourage us. Ascended masters don't come down a lot unless they're called. So if you want to connect with an ascended master, set that intention for yourself. But they feel almost like suddenly my whole room turns into what I would envision it at the inside of a helium balloon to be. Everything oh. gets really um, like fuzzy within my space. Um, my vision will get blurry. Um, everything feels like it suddenly slows down a little bit. Um, and then sometimes the noise from the room will drain out. Okay. Um, you had something like that happen to you the other day. I did. The, the noise thing. Uh-huh. Yep. And from what the guy said, that was an ascended master. Um, because I had just recently taught that Reiki class, I usually call in ascended masters and Reiki guides when I'm doing a Reiki attunement. And from what they told me, because I didn't close out the end of that attunement, you know, I just said, whoever's here, you know, from the attunement, you can hang out as long as you want. There was an ascended master still in my space from that, apparently. Now, is it a reason that an ascended master would show up to somebody randomly if they hadn't had a, been doing what you were doing? Do you know? Just Yes. Um, I think that if you're about to go into a period of your life where you may need to identify more with an ascended master um, because their life experience will give you tools to navigate whatever experience you're getting ready to go through. Usually ascended masters show up before hard stuff happens. At least that's been my experience, but they show up to give you tools to help you navigate that hard experience. Now, very interesting that you had that happen right before you had some stress come up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot with questions, but I have questions and I feel like that's the only thing I can contribute to this episode. <laughs> and obviously, you know, Christina hasn't been doing this for 40 years by any means because she's not 40 years old, but she does know a lot. You read a lot of books and like, you know, a lot of things. And yeah. I think you're pretty intelligent and well-versed in this. So I, I like to ask you questions. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, and can we, I mean, I don't want to steer you off topic too much, but did we haven't done Hollywood cemetery yet, right? No. Mm -mm. Did we ever talk about the, the angel guy that said we needed to go see that like 20 foot angel that was in Hollywood, Hollywood cemetery. I mean, we don't want to give the story away, but it's kind of neat when you were talking about how tall they are. Uh-huh. And pretty much just long story short, we're not going to go into all the details, but before we would go on explorations, Christina would station archangels um, 
at like the front or the back of where we were going. And this guy told us that we think was actually an earthbound spirit. We're not sure. He told us that we needed to see, because we were looking at this little angel. He said, if you like angels, you need to go see this like 20 foot angel over here. There is no 20 foot angel anywhere in Hollywood cemetery. And we're going to leave you with that teaser. And that way you'll want to listen to the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was very interesting. It was I mean, I've never felt so weird in my life, but anyways, we'll go, we'll touch on that another time. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Oh, and then light beings. Um, So I feel like some spirit entities are, they don't really have a physical form. They just exist um, almost like, uh, like high frequency light. That just is how they present themselves. And my experience with these light beings is usually they are tied to some form of extraterrestrial energy. That's Mm -hmm. Um, And usually their, their signature calling card is all of a sudden feeling like you are surrounded in so much unconditional love. Um, At least in my experience, when I've channeled light beings, um, if you want to call them star people, you can, Um, they don't care what they're called. Um, but when I've channeled them, their messages are so overwhelmingly unconditional, um, just overflowing with unconditional love. So by the end of it, by the end of me channeling them, I'll start to cry without, you know, because I'll notice like once that I can feel them start to leave that there isn't an unconditional love here on earth like what I've just experienced and I don't want them to leave. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, This is very, um, I'm going to go back to your family member thing because it just happened to me right now. Um, Well, you know, I had like, I want a reading with somebody the other day and she told me that um, my grandfather was going to be here to help me with mediumship. But that also Mike's grandfather is around me a lot I've been getting the past two days a really excited feeling in my chest. And when you were talking about family members earlier, I was like, huh, I don't know what the butterfly in the chest thing feels like. It just now happened. (gasps) Stop it. So I think it's got to be another sign from like either Kenneth or Opa that they're here because I'm feeling it right now. And I'm like, why do I feel excited for no reason? And that happened earlier when I was talking to you about the Enneagram thing. And it happened yesterday at one point too, where I just felt this excitement in my chest. And now I know what you're talking about after what you just said. See? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm getting all the validation right now in this conversation. <laughs> That's right. That's yes. I'm so glad okay. that they had you feel that. Yes. I'm, and now I'm understanding because I was uncertain about all this stuff too. So I'm learning a lot today. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, dark spirits. So most people know about demons. Usually that's, that's a lot of the, um, the, you know, the defaults that a lot of these ghost shows come up with. They'll say, oh, there's a demon in this space. Demons are an example of a dark entity. Um, as well as non-human entities, uh, an example of a non-human entity other than a demon. And when I say non-human, I mean they've never lived a physical human life here on earth. Another example of that would be an earth elemental or an elemental energy. Elementals, I almost think of them as like a little higher than a thought form type of energy. And thought form types of energy is like when enough people are thinking about a certain thing and believing in a certain thing, they create almost like this, 
false reality of thought forms. Um, you see it a lot in like grocery stores, Walmart, stuff like that. Um, but earth elementals or elemental energies in general, they don't have an intelligence of their own. They don't really have a consciousness. They just go to wherever their vibration matches the energy that's around them. Okay. Ah. Yes. So that's why we're always talking about make sure that you keep your vibration high um, because these entities type, tend to live in sort of more of a low vibratory pattern. Um, I haven't encountered a higher vibrational um, elemental because they just don't have awareness. They just go. It's almost like that analogy. Like it's like a, a moth to a flame. That's okay. the thing with an, an elemental energy. They just tend to go wherever their vibration matches. So they tend to hang out in bars. They tend to hang out in. Uh, oh boy, that's why I was in. I was having some, some times when I was in bars. Yes, working in bars. <laughs> Both. Um, they tend to hang out in bars. Um, and I will say this, like, because some people might be saying, well, why, why would they hang out in bars? Everybody's pretty happy in bars. Mm. <laughs> um, when we drink alcohol and we drink excessively, that weakens our auric field. Um, it just yeah. because it's a type of depressant. Um, and it makes our auric field weak. And usually, as you've seen with, you know, drunken shenanigans, people are very prone to getting into fights. They're really prone to getting really sad or having like emotional outbursts when you're drinking. So that's what these little guys, these elementals feed on. They feed on that energy of distress, of worry, of fear, you know, all that stuff. Just low vibration type stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't want anybody to worry and like think, okay, well, I can never go to a bar again because I don't want to get an energy attachment. If you're protecting your auric field before you go out or engage in these different things and consistently being mindful of that, if you start feeling yourself like, okay, I'm starting to get anxious. I feel like I might have a little spiral go on right now. <laughs> just continually be mindful and say, okay, I just need to protect my auric field. Let me call in my guides for this. You're not going to get an energy attachment the first time you go somewhere. It has to be something that's a repetitive pattern for you. You know, what's very um, kind of on topic, but I used to say that New Year's Eve was like bad luck for me because every year something bad would happen. Oh. And it's just interesting because that's a huge drinking night. You know, everybody's out doing stuff and it's, you know, it's supposed to be a happy time, but really you are kind of lowering your vibration by intaking excess alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very interesting now. I just had that thought. It used to be like, I was always scared to go do anything on New Year's after a while because I always, you know, either broke up with my boyfriend or had like a fight or, you know, some big travesty would happen. So it's, it's interesting to kind of, you know, think about that. Mm -hmm. I think it's just interesting too, like, because both of us were bartenders and servers mm -hmm. and we've all experienced that point in the night when we're bartending where the crowd like turns. Oh yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like yes, girl. Yes, honey. Yeah, all of a sudden you're bartending and you can just see it and feel it. All of a sudden the crowd turns and that's usually when fights break out. 
that's usually when people start tearing up your restaurant or tearing up your all kinds of stuff but there's like a vibe that goes with that um so when you're encountering these lower types of energies um as i said earlier it's very easy for them to tell you that they are one thing and they're really not so i would advise if you are just starting out in your spiritual journey and you're just starting to learn how to communicate with spirits be sure to ground and protect your energy surround yourself in white light call in your gatekeeper guides to protect you from anything that's lower and ask them, give discernment. I'd like to be able to know who was really talking. Um, but you're going to feel if they tell you that they're an angel, but you're feeling a lump in your throat, like almost like you can't swallow all the way. They're not really an angel. Yeah. If, if you're feeling like you just went down a roller coaster and your stomach flipped and you feel like, your stomach almost like dropped down into the lower part of your abdomen. That's not an angel. If you ask them to say something, you could say, Hey, tell me your name. And their voice is guttural sounding. That's not an angel. Ooh. Angels also don't, they don't speak with their mouths. If you want to think of it like that, they, they speak telepathically. I've never really seen an angel move their mouth. You know, what's funny is when you've, you know, pointed out angels and pictures to me and stuff, they always look kind of scary to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't, you know, it's not like this, you know, prayer handed white Jesus looking thing. It's like, <laughs> it looks scary to me. I know. Yeah. But, and they, I mean, I can't fully see them, but you know. And they can look that way. It depends on what type of angel they are. Um, you know, like there are different classes and phylums of angels. Um, and I think that some of the uh, descriptions of angels like in the Bible is accurate because some of them do really look scary. Um, I think it's the seraphims um, are like the, uh, the angels that are supposedly the ones that sit next to God. Um, but they can look like dragons. Those are oh usually, gosh, yeah, that's usually how I first see them. Um, Except Amelia, she's not scary looking. <laughs> Amelia, never here for it. <laughs> no, never. That's one thing that I have noticed with angels. Just regular guardian angels, guys, have zero sense of humor. If you try and joke around with them, they will give you the most blank face back. Like, what are you talking about? Also, if you want to see what Christina's spirit guides look like and her angel, Amelia, please find us on TikTok at the Ghosties Podcast because we did a whole video about it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Right. I know. That was a good one. We you can find it. Yeah, you can find it on Instagram and Facebook too. But yeah, mm -hmm. look it up. <laughs> um, let's see. If their voice sounds guttural or if their voice gives you... <laughs> That's not an angel. That's not a light spirit. You're starting to break up again, and I'm worried. <laughs> no. Can you still hear me? I can, but it broke up for a minute, and I'm like, oh, no. Have we passed our time? <laughs> no. <laughs> they, like, wrap it up. <laughs> um, if they're threatening you, if they're saying unkind things to you, that's definitely not a light spirit. So what do you do if you find a dark spirit in your house? I usually, even before I really knew my guides, I usually would say, I want to ask my protector guide. It's also known as your gatekeeper guide. 
ask them to come in your space. You can call in an angel as well, whatever your preference is. Um, but say a little prayer and ask them, I want that spirit removed from my space. It's not allowed in here. These are the only people that in spirit that are allowed here. So create spirit boundaries with yourself. Say, and y'all have probably heard us talk about this, but every night before bed, I do this <laughs> every night. Yep, exactly. And it's important. Um, you know, like you want to set boundaries with spirit because let me tell you something. I didn't set boundaries in the beginning. And I woke up to a room full of spirits in my space. And yes, pile up at five in the morning crying hysterically because there was all these people in my space. Um, so create spirit boundaries. That's very important. Um, let's see. Have we covered everything? I feel like we covered everything. I don't know because you're the expert, but I feel like I got a pretty good understanding of it. Um, Here's a question, and I know you've talked about this before, but like when you started talking about everything, I kind of felt like that heaviness that I get when there's potentially a spirit around mm -hmm. and my ears started to feel a little warm. Oh, okay. So what would you say to a person that doesn't know anything that that could potentially be? Which side was it? Both of your ears? Yes, both of my ears. And it wasn't like hot hot but they felt a little warm and like there was some energy or something okay so usually if your ears are heating up um and you're feeling that heaviness in your chest usually it's somebody that's on your team um you know your own spirit team that's there trying to talk to you and usually i'll use like whichever side my ear starts to get hot on to be like my identifier so if like my right ear suddenly gets really hot, I know that it's somebody in my spirit team that's trying to talk and channel through me. Um, but if both of your ears are getting hot, sometimes that can be an angel standing behind you or your guardian angel okay. trying to let you know something or trying, you know, to give you a little download. I think James might be my, my angel because when you were talking about it, his picture came to mind. He's just so like, I don't know. He doesn't really say anything though. And he seems, he doesn't seem like Amelia though. He doesn't seem like he's <laughs> not here for it, but he just kind of is, it just sits there and kind of quietly smiles. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I could be reaching for that one, but he came to me in a meditation and that's the only reason I found out who he was, but he seems like that might be who he is. Uh-huh. Oh, Ruby's losing her mind. The mailman must have uh, uh, Logan's, Logan's getting involved too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, angels, especially guardian angels tend to stand like right behind you all the time. Um, so usually that's where they are. Like if you're ever wondering, you can also use this exercise um, in terms of identifying who is who in your space. If you go into meditation and you set the intention that you want to connect with your main spirit guide, because there are so many different types of spirits that are on your team. But just for process of elimination, you can start with your main spirit guide and set a date with them the night before. You can say, hey, I want to go into meditation at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Guides, will you meet me there? I want to get used to how my main guide feels to me. So when I go into meditation, after I ground and protect my energy, I'll usually ask them, okay, I want all of my spirit team to go stand outside of my bedroom, except for my main guide. 
And I want my main guide to take five steps towards me, towards my auric field and take a minute and breathe, see what you feel. You might start feeling like little tingly sensations in different parts of your body. Then, you know, after a few minutes, I'll say, okay, take five more steps towards me until you're right in front of my face. And I'll wait for a couple of minutes and see how that feels and see if they'll show you the specific sign, like physical calling card that's going to be specific between you and that guide. So then I'll usually pause and I'll say, okay, I want you to enter my work field, enter my energy and tell me what your physical calling card is. And then wait a few minutes. For me, it took me a couple of times doing this before I really started sensing things. Um, but after a while, I got like a little feeling behind my ears when Thadimus was there. Um, when Amelia's there, I'll feel her on my back um, a lot of the times. So it's all different things and it's going to be specific for you. Um, but that's my, my big advice for how to differentiate between different guides. Um, you can tell what their energy feels like, then start talking to them and pay attention to how they speak what type of, you know, language they use, because every one of them will talk differently. So that's my spiel. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to try that because I still don't really hear them. I just have the, you know, the thought, the thought bubble that comes up. Yes. So clear cognizance. Yes. But I want to, like, when I get the ringing, I'm like, I, I try to focus in on it and see if I can hear anything, but I can't. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I try so hard now. I like stop and I'm like super concentrating, like straining, and then it ends up going away. And I'm like, <sighs> sometimes um, if I don't feel like I'm getting an answer um, when I'm tuning into like ringing, I'll ask them um, to write down the message on a little piece of paper and to put it into my brain. And it's almost like I'll see almost like this fortune cookie type of piece of paper pop up into my head and I'll see words on it. So if I'm having trouble like distinguishing um, or hearing them, then I'll ask them to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. I have all these things to try now. I know. <laughs> well, this was really awesome. I think that's going to be helpful for a lot of people because I know we have some super sensitive people yeah. um, that listen to the podcast. And um, I think it might be helpful for them to kind of be able to see what's in their space because a lot of people just aren't sure. They don't even know if they have any gifts or anything. But now hearing this, they may be like, oh, you know, I feel that sometimes. And yeah. Could open up a whole new path for some people, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, everybody that's lived has a spirit guide. Um, even, even people that are not so great. They usually have some sort of helper in spirit that's trying to get them on the right path. So oh, like Logan's new spirit guide that we found out the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, that was crazy. Good. All right. Was, yeah. We had the night after the whole like um, electrical thing, there was like knocking happening in my house and even my husband heard it and I went outside. I went everywhere, could not figure out what it was. And it was like this little tapping and then as soon as Christina and I, I was telling her about it, as soon as she figured out what it was, it stopped. It was my little, my little baby Logan's little spirit guide, a little mm -hmm. female with some kind of a teacher, I guess, because she was holding an apple, which we all remember Jackson's spirit guides, Peter and Paul. <laughs> Peter and Paul! <laughs> oh my gosh. So 
sorry to go off topic, but yeah, she, there was one night and this was when Christina and I were kind of like first becoming friends. I sent her this picture and, um, I don't something. I said something and she was like, Oh, Jackson spirit guides. She was like, why are they saying Dracula, Dracula? And they're showing a Cape. So I sent her this picture and Jackson had actually been running around with a towel. Like it was a superhero Cape and it was just wild. Like, I, I mean, it blew my mind, but yeah, he had those little spirit guides. I wonder if they're still around. <laughs> I get the feeling that Peter and Paul are probably still there, but he's got some new ones that are coming in since he's brother now. Guard him from all the hippos getting his belly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of hippos, did you see that that video of the hippo like attacking the boat? No. Oh my gosh, I've got to send it to you. It's on TikTok. I was like TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Is that the hippo that bit Jackson's belly? Girl, he was going after them. Y'all, I think we talked about it, but my son had a dream that a hippo bit his belly. And so now he thinks his belly button is where the hippo got him. So last night, I think it was last night, Mike was um, changing Logan or the night before. And he looked at Logan's belly button and was like, hey, hippo, get your belly. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody now, he's going to think that a hippo got their belly also, because that's what he thinks the belly button is where the hippo bit him. (laughs) I can't wait to remind him of this when he's like, got his first girlfriend. Oh, yeah. You have to make sure that you tell the girlfriend, too, when she comes over, like, listen, I don't want you to be seeing where the hippo bit his belly when he was a kid, okay? Uh, listen. <laughs> Not even. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I'm like, also, I'm psychic, so watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that is great. Um, also wow. off topic, but yes, hold on. Yesterday, Mike was um, about to go somewhere and he'd been looking at plants. Um, and he was like, I'm about to go to um, the flower place. I was like, oh, by Dollar Tree. And he looked at me. He was like, how did you know that? I was like, because I'm psychic. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it made me laugh. Psychic <laughs> sexy. <It> sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, this was an awesome episode. Nice and needy. I liked it. Yes. Find us. Find us. Find find us. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Christina, I'm not going to interrupt you again. Finish what you need to say and I'm going to shut up. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) No, that's the way I find us. Email us. We're going to do our ghost share episode soon. I just realized we are doing one of those already. Say that last part again. You you like... (laughs) Uh, yeah, we're due for our ghost share episode in another few weeks, so we need stories. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. So send us those stories, y'all. And send, send us questions. Christina can answer questions, you know, anytime. Just um, I'm going to throw you out there for that. Uh, email us, theghostiespodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us messages on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, because Christina is, you know, when she's not busy, happy to answer questions about you know types of spirits and whatever or if you need any us to elaborate on anything that we've talked about um yeah. we would be happy to do that also yes definitely all right y'all okay bye bye